Hey all, welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Moeller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in both Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. And if you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. Happy to be joined now from both Boulder and Denver, Colorado, Morgan Wilson and Celia Galvin, uh, both of which are known together as Mountains and Mimosas on Instagram. Um, one is a occupational therapist and one is a speech language pathologist. And uh, they also like mountains and mimosas in their free time, I'm going to guess um, from their Instagram name. <laughs> Morgan and Celia, thanks so much for making time today. Thanks yeah, for having, having us. So, how did you two meet each other? That's my main question to start off. So, we actually met at work. We both worked at a nursing home in Boulder about five years ago. And we have continued in our professional lives to work together. We still work together at a hospital now. But about three years ago, we decided to start a blog. So we met through work, and then we... Celia basically made you be friends with her. <laughs> you, you made them be friends with her? Yeah, I did. <laughs> she came up to me at I work, didn't and make I didn't myself. <clears throat> And she was just like, um, do you want to go hiking with me? And I had barely met her one time before. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. And then we've been friends ever since. That's, um, so I mentioned earlier off, off the uh, podcast that I live in Kentucky. I've been to Colorado many, many times through work. And then also just friendships that I have out there as well. And what I've noticed is that because it's Denver specifically, but I'm sure it's the same case with Boulder, um, people are really good at making friends there because you kind of have to. Um, there are so many different transplants there uh, that you just get really comfortable with asking people to hang out. Is that pretty much the... Yeah, uh, very true. Things. Yeah, we've noticed about Colorado is, like you said, there's a lot of transplants and a lot of people have a lot of similar interests, like outdoor life and activities and the big food scene. And we found a lot of people here have kind of that same... I don't know, personality type, interest and stuff. So we weaved that into our our blog and what we, in our Instagram, what we decided to talk about and feature. So. so how did the blog portion of this friendship actually come about? We were um, actually running a race in Frisco called the Bacon Burner, which is one of our favorite like summer activities to do. Um, and one of our good friends, Sarah, uh, said, hey, you guys know, like, all the cool things to do in Boulder. Like, you guys should think about starting a blog. And Celia and I just, like, laughed, and we're like, yeah, right. Like, we don't we don't know how to write things. Like, we're not that funny or witty. And then <clears throat> we decided, like, two weeks later, we're like, we should – actually, I think we could do that. That seems manageable. Like, we could write about things. We could take pictures like we already do. So might as well write about it and post it for people to see. Yeah, and to, to kind of add – to that when we both moved here we felt like it was kind of hard to find the best places to go and the the best events we found out about events after they had already occurred and we thought why isn't there anything out there that we can reference to find out all of the things going on in town were, were you all true. able to find about the bottomless mimosas yeah that's what I, that's what <laughs> i was going to ask about i was going to ask if you all ever found your bottomless mimosas 
<laughs> we did, yeah. We we actually, because that was one of the main things. We were like, why can't we find anything online about like where bottomless mimosas are in Boulder? Like, this is a college town. They should be here somewhere. Um, so we did some research and put together a blog post that might have been one of our first ones. Was it? I think it was. Yeah. I, I imagined exactly. it was either going to be and that or something about mountains. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one time we uh, someone said more mountains, less than most of us. We haven't quite got the ratio down yet, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> uh, where are you two from, anyway? I'm from St. Louis. And I'm from Arizona. Great. And in the healthcare job, both brought you there to Boulder? Yeah. Kind of. Um, and just kind I, of wanting I, to try something new. Yeah, I think we both kind of wanted to move here, and then we just the job thing came after after that but we both started our careers out here okay nice i actually applied to a bunch of different states um first and then this is just where it panned out and i ended up loving boulder okay very nice um so right now um we're all kind of facing something really strange no matter what part of the country that we're in uh, and that's the the shutdown uh, as a result of covid19 um Everybody's kind of self-quarantining and, and businesses, restaurants, bars, they're all shut down. People know what's going on. I don't have to explain that part of it. But um, how has it been like from your perspective, from somebody who does work in the healthcare field, but then also, um, you know, has, has this food and beverage um, uh, lifestyle blog? I can, I can start a little bit on that one. Um, it's been really interesting to see both sides of things, just seeing how hectic things are in the healthcare world and going to work and being a little fearful, so to speak, of everything that's going on and what you could possibly catch at work. And then from the other side of things with social media and working with all of these restaurants, we've gotten to know small businesses. Um, there's a lot of fear in that side of things too, just with people um, not being able to stay open maybe and, been kind of chaotic from both sides but it's been really interesting to see to see both worlds what do you what do you think Morgan um yeah I mean it's obviously hitting differently in both places so like I think the small businesses are afraid that they're you know not going to continue through this whole quarantine like how long is it going to last and what what are things going to look like when it's all done and having to like shift their business models to be you know more delivery or online or however and we you know, have been happy to like support people through that as much as we can through the blog. But um, also then being like, you know, working in the hospitals and, um, you know, working long shifts and stuff, it's kind of been hard to like manage both, both like trying to do our best with the blog stuff and then also working, you know, full time with all the COVID patients and um, kind of on the front line, if you will. So Mm -hmm. I, I I see, um, restaurants and um, Instagram influencers uh, kind of have a symbiotic relationship uh, traditionally. And and that is both kind of in normal times provide each other content. Um, Maybe that means Mm -hmm. a a free meal for a post in exchange. uh, And then, you know, that's obviously helping grow the Instagrammers account too, because like I said, it kind of gives them something to talk about. Um, So it's a symbiotic relationship post um, COVID-19 outbreak is, is that something that's still kind of the case or, or is there something that, um, the 
Instagram community has been doing that you've seen to kind of um, maybe go an extra mile for some of these restaurants and bars that have shut down? Um, I think that for the most part, like everyone's been pretty understanding of like the circumstances. So whether or not they're, you know, doing an exchange necessarily, or just kind of shouting out their favorite places and trying to support, um, I think that's maybe changed a little bit with the current dynamic. What do you think, Celia? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would say, I would say a lot of, a lot of, foodie accounts and and us included are just trying to shout out our favorite places and not definitely not expect anything in return necessarily just try to help out where we can and it's also pretty cool that a lot of local places are doing like specials for this time you know like trying to really adjust and doing like things for healthcare workers or like deals on specific days or you know just kind of trying to adapt essentially yeah, we've definitely been part of both both of those things and feeding the front lines and those kinds of excuse me things where restaurants are are getting donations to then feed um, healthcare workers and things like that. It's been really cool to see how the community's banded up and been pivoted in this time to to stay open. Yeah, certainly the uh, philanthropy that I've seen uh, on both sides have been really extraordinary. Um, from a creative standpoint, we're seeing restaurants and bars all over kind of do things a little bit differently and adapting to the environment that they're in, um, most likely on, on social media, of course, because that's how they can get their message out. So I, I saw that you two were creative and, and adapted to the situation by having like a, a Zoom virtual wine tasting recently. Um, I, that looked great, by the way. Um, what kind of <laughs> what kind of creative things have you seen your favorite bars and restaurants do during this time? I think the takeout cocktails, a lot of them have been doing like the Capri Sun pouch kinds of things. That I thought that was really fun. That was one that I saw recently that I really liked. Um, as well as the meals. Um, I've seen a lot do meal meal kit kind of type things where you can assemble your yeah, own meals your own and they provide you yeah, pizzas or bagels really or whatever. It's fun to yeah. do with kids, too, which a lot of people are now having to spend way more time with their children. So <laughs> I think that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, We recently got some cocktail kits from Vapor Distillery, too, that were really fun. Um, kind of assemble your own cocktail at home. They provide you all of the ingredients, um, which is something we would have never probably done in the past. But but definitely enjoyed doing. It was a nice change to have a good cocktail at home. Yeah, it's, it's funny to see... Um see the ingenuity coming out of these places. And, and a part of me really, you know, once this is all over and we go back to a, a semi-normal lifestyle that we're used to, I want some of these laws and, and new regulations to kind of stay in place. And, and what I mean by that is specifically is like take home cocktails or um, meal mm-hmm. kits or, or just like the same restaurant saying, Hey, you really like this food, come eat it here. Or, we'll give you the instructions and, and everything that you need to make at home yourself for a night in date right. night and whatever. So it's, it's been fun to, to see. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. And we were recently talking about if you can kind of put a positive spin on all of this, if that's possible, like what are the best things that have come out of this? And one of the things we were thinking is the creativity that we've seen from restaurants and, and just small businesses. And that would be, that's, that's, 
people are stepping out of their comfort zones and doing different things. And that's been really neat to see. Yeah. Um, by the way, so I'm, I'm being in Kentucky and in Louisville. Um, the Kentucky Derby is a big thing here. And that's been yeah. unfortunately rescheduled for September. Who knows if that's actually going to happen or not at this point, large event and whatnot. Um, but they did announce the other day uh, that they'd be hosting a, a virtual derby of sorts. Now, the thing I've noticed about Colorado specifically, Denver specifically, um, is that the community has derby parties. And that's something that we do here, obviously, in Kentucky. Uh, but it's not really something I've seen in communities elsewhere and it seems like there's a, a, a big clump of them in, in denver so i'm just curious is that something that you all have seen you and you and your friends do to do an online one you mean or like in general uh in general like just previous years have you done a um a derby party in colorado we did one yeah. last year like partook in some of the events and actually we're going to do like the mini derby that they have out here um, this year, but obviously that's not going to happen. Um, and by mini so, derby, she I mean, means that they have mini horses. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Which, which sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, going to have to wait till next year probably now. Um, but yeah, so we hadn't really gotten in much into it until pretty recently, I would say. So yeah, I'm we had a lot of fun last year, and we're looking forward to this year. But I, I, we haven't heard if they were doing anything virtual or anything like that yet. But I know it's not, it's not happening that weekend. So I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you to this or anything. But let, let's say in September the the Kentucky Derby goes on as planned, and uh, people have uh, their Derby parties. Like I don't know, is it is it gonna be again? I'm not holding this to you, so don't worry about it. Um, is it gonna be okay if I have you know 40 people over at my house that day? Like, or is that gonna be looking a little bit differently this year? In September, mm-hmm. I, we talk about that all the time because when this I first know. started, they kind of eased us into it. Road trip around Colorado that we're going to cancel and. You know, as time goes on, we see weddings being canceled in June and then weddings being canceled in August. And it's just, it's crazy, the the magnitude and the length of time we're seeing things get canceled out. So, gosh, I, I, maybe it's just this new norm we're living in right now that I can't picture 40 people getting together in September. But I, I think that that, that even might be pushing it. What do you think, Morgan? Um, yeah, I would agree. I think, I mean, they're basically what saying that they're going to like kind of lift the restriction to, you can now maybe hang out with less than 10 people, but if those 10 people go hang out with a different 10 people and then, you know, so on, you're still just potentially spreading COVID. So until they figure out an actual vaccine, I think we're still probably going to have some restriction on the number of people that can gather in a space. Yeah, I, yeah, I, definitely. I and they're talking, they're talking about a second spike, perhaps Wave. in the fall. So that's another thing yeah. to keep in mind. If they're thinking it might happen again, what's that going to look like? Is this just start all over? Or yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate, but uh, maybe if you could have a small derby party of ten or less, we would be <laughs> on board with that. Okay. I will, I, will, I will keep that in mind then. That sounds great. <laughs> um, everybody wear masks. <laughs> exactly. Mo- uh, well, well, everybody's got their derby hat and their derby mask. So why not? Um, yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Fun. A new spin on it. Yeah. 
Um, so <laughs> mo- moving on to kind of the social media side of things, um, you know, I mentioned before, and it's very clear there are two of you, uh, but you have one account. Do you face any challenges when running an account with two people? Occasionally, we'll accidentally like respond at the same time to people on Instagram. That's always kind of fun. Um, but typically, we're like always in communication. Like if something pops up and I don't know the answer to it, I will text Celia and vice versa. Um, and we pretty much alternate in terms of like who's posting what and that kind of stuff. So for the most part, we don't have too much difficulty running it between two people. Do you have a different Basically, opinion? I would say, <laughs> yeah, I would say... I think we posted a little over 500 posts, and I'm not even sure how many blog posts, but I would say that oh, means yeah. that over 500 times, that means we've texted each other, does this look okay? Like, is this what we're going to post? And we kind of take turns on that, but we're just, I would say basically constantly communicating, whether it's at work or texting, we're, we're talking all day, almost every day about it. <laughs> I like it. Um, also, for being a foodie account, you all have really struck the balance of um, showing pictures of, of food and drink, but then also incorporating yourselves in your own lives uh, to that. Are you are you pretty comfortable at this point uh, being in front of the camera? And, and do you think that actually helps engagement? <laughs> I think, yeah, so that's funny you say that because we, um, from the get-go, we kind of wanted to make our foodie account stand out a little bit, and we noticed a lot of accounts were food and simply food, and so we wanted to get ourselves in it and show people a little bit more about ourselves. And I'd say that's something we're constantly working towards to get a little bit more of our personalities and stuff out there. And um, maybe like next step would be maybe talking a little bit more to the camera, making more videos like our wine tasting and things like that. Doing podcasts. This is our first podcast, by the way. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Um, Actually, yeah, a Mountain and Mimosas podcast would be be good and probably needed. Looking, uh, looking maybe we'll start with being on other people's podcasts first <laughs> hey that's that's legitimate too yeah thanks for coming on ours then um, yeah look looking <laughs> looking at uh your instagram right now there's there's clearly a um cohesiveness to the photos that you post they all have a similar um style and, and feel to them um kind of on the on the brighter side a little um a little bit more blue in it is is this on purpose? Do you have an editing tool that you make that to happen? Yeah, so um, Celia's sister-in-law is a, is a photographer, so I would say that kind of stemmed from her. She came and did some pictures for us, and then we've kind of just tried to keep that same, like, tone throughout, and Celia now uses, do you use Photoshop pretty frequently, right? So we use Photoshop and Lightroom, yeah, for the most part, to use a, a, and then a similar just kind of editor. And edits the same, yeah. I was going to say, do you have like a preset then? Yeah, we've, we we do. And we, we really try to go for like, kind of like you said, like the bright eye catching, like not too much warmth in our photos just to keep it cohesive. We think that's um, probably what keeps people uh, looking at your photos is if they come to your page and everything looks a little more cohesive as opposed to all over the place. So we really, we really go for fun, colorful photos. Right on. Um on the branding side, um, have you had many bars, restaurants, brands, et cetera, a- a- approach you to do work maybe before the shutdown happened? In terms of like coming to take photos for them that they can use on their social media profile? Uh, uh, yes, or, or, or to post about on your own account uh, for a specific campaign oh, or gotcha. promotion. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say that probably like 80% of what we end up doing, people are approaching us to do. Um, I mean, we kind of pick and choose depending on what we think fits our style, essentially. But um, yeah, for the most part, people are reaching out to us and we'll occasionally kind of reach out if we see something that's very, you know, piques our interest and we think that it would be good for our page. So what what makes um, a a brand um, somebody that you want to work with? What are you looking for? We definitely have always tried to keep it um, to things that we would normally do to things. Yeah, local, definitely Denver, Boulder area and and extends to all of Colorado. If there's a product or restaurant, if we're traveling around Colorado, we're absolutely happy to feature them. Um, We like we like the little guys, like if like mom and pop type places. But if there's places that have just something that we would normally do, we really we really talk about that before accepting any kind of invite in of whether it's kind of on brand for us or whether it would really be a reach or something we wouldn't normally do. Um, and that's really important to us because we want people to, to trust our judgment and uh, yeah, not to, not to just go off the rails and <laughs> also like to think that we're like relatable people. Like we're not just doing, you know, random things for, um, you know, a payout or something like that. It's always something that we would, we would back even if, if it wasn't a relationship between the blog, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. What are some other Colorado foodie-based accounts that I should be following, by the way? Well, we noticed that you have already had our friends on uh, Chow Mile High, (laughs) Kelsey and Kim from Denver She Wrote. Those are two of our favorite Mm -hmm. foodie accounts and just people in general. We've gotten to meet them in the foodie world and love them and try to see them when we can. True. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. Um... Let's see. This one I was not prepared for. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I would say, yeah, like those are our two favorites. Hey, that, that, that's fine. I was going to say, we'll those are our it. two favorites because we know the people behind the account super well. So we know yeah. how genuine they are. And those are two accounts that we can definitely say are, uh, like I said, genuine and they are going to make great recommendations. Those are the two we'll, we'll back. Is there a Mountains and Mimosas TikTok? Oh, a TikTok? No. Oh gosh, no. We've <laughs> talked about that, but I. So we're so interestingly enough. I know we work together, but we're quarantined separately, so we haven't seen each other outside of work in what forty days at this point. Hmm. Yeah, um, well, and we do work, work at different. Have, we, we, yeah, we work at different hospitals mostly, and every once in a while, the hospitals we work at cross paths. We work for a a company that has multiple hospitals in the area, so. We haven't been around each other enough to make TikTok videos um, since all of this has started. Do you think that would be something that you do? I don't know that, that you would. <laughs> <laughs> Celia maybe would be more into it than I would be, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch them. I don't know. I don't know anything about making them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. I think the pe- if we can give the people what they want, if, if the people oh, want a TikTok, I think that's something we'll consider. I mean, it's it's a focus group of one, but it's something that I want personally. So, you know, take right. that for what it is. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do consider it. it. <laughs> so i <laughs> I've been to I've been to uh, Boulder a a handful of times, um, but usually they're just really quick trips uh, to maybe do some work or, or or visit one specific place. I mean, the last time I was there, I, I went to Avery for two hours and then I went back down to Denver. Um, so I, I feel like I haven't given Boulder like a good enough, 
uh, chance like for a full day. So let's say that I get into Boulder one random morning uh, in a non-COVID-19 shutdown world, um, and uh, <laughs> I'm there at 8 a.m., and I'm there for 24 hours. What uh, what am I doing that day? Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, well, how active do you want to be? Uh, I want to eat, and I want to drink, and I also want to be active. Okay. 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 About 50-50. That's our style. So we would yeah. say probably, <laughs> I would say probably start the day with a hike. Chautauqua is a must. I mean, that's definitely the most popular iconic boulder hiking area it has the flat irons there and views everywhere some so easier definitely ones too they're short but like good views yes very important good views so i would I'd definitely start the day hiking at chautauqua and then you definitely mm-hmm. have to do brunch we have yeah. we have a lot of favorite brunch spots that's that's a yeah. tough one but i would say what do you like that- to eat for brunch Oh, I'm I'm pretty simple with um well, if I'm uh, if I'm in Colorado, like I'm brunch. automatically if 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 I'm in that part of the country, I'm automatically adding green chilies to everything I eat. Um so Ooh. I almost want to say the so, buff then. The buff is yeah, the buff is good and they have what dollar mimosas also. Yeah, and bloody marys. But they have like yeah. a really awesome skillet thing that you can get queso and green chili on, and it's amazing. I'm there for called it. Olay. <laughs> and then the next stop is 100% has to be Pearl Street. You have to just walk the pedestrian mall. There's tons of window shopping, restaurants, bars. Um, now, as of more recently, a couple breweries there too. So really, you could just you could probably spend the entire day on Pearl Street, but definitely recommend at least a couple hours just checking it out because it's really unlike anything else. I, I'm a beer guy, so you, so you had me at breweries. Are there any underrated breweries that you think uh, deserve some credit that maybe they're not getting right now? I really like Vision Ooh. Quest in Boulder. Vision Quest? It. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. And the funny thing about the breweries here because everyone, every time I take someone from out of town, they're like, where are you taking us? Because they're always in these, like, weird industrial areas. Oh, yeah. um, there's, like, the strangest, like, you, like, walk through, like, a garage door and then another door to get to this, like, weird back room. Like, it's the the strangest uh, settings for any of the breweries. But Envision Quest is no different. It's in, like, an industrial yeah. area. You have to mm-hmm. walk through a, a garage door. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. You, there's there's a ton a ton of breweries here and distilleries too i mean i would say probably my favorite thing to do in boulder is to take people on a bike ride via all the bike paths because there's like hundreds of miles of bike paths here but to do like a distillery and brewery tour that's a really fun thing to do too i was gonna say that if you prefer biking over hiking you could just drive to chautauqua take some cool pics then go on a bike ride and do the distillery tour that's probably my favorite thing as well I like it. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. that sounds. You good. need two days in Boulder. You need forty-eight hours. <laughs> well, I was gonna. <laughs> say, I, it, it does sound. It does sound like that. But I think we just got through um, the mid-afternoon. So what, what's for dinner? Oh, okay. That's We're big question. rooftop patio gals. Like yeah. Carita, so, please. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, can, Carita has an awesome happy hour. It's like a fancy steak house. I would say. What do you call it, Sue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they have tableside gin and tonics where they bring the cart over to your table and make you whatever you want. 
um, and they have an amazing view of the mountains. Um, so I would say stop there first. Then what do you think for actual dinner dinner? Ooh, that's so you'd be on you'd be on Pearl Street at this point. So there's really no way you can go wrong. Um, big fan of the Med in the courtyard at Med. They have this oh, yeah. really it's a Mediterranean spot with tons of tapas, and they have a little courtyard with, like fountain and all kinds of like cool artwork around and stuff. So I would say probably stop what there. And then are you? You, are you a late night guy, or do you go home after if, dinner? Uh, if if I'm out somewhere, uh, you and, new and unique, or maybe just someplace I don't have an opportunity to go to very often, then I'm I'm out as long as I need to. Okay. Okay. So like if after dinner, like cocktails, then yes, right. <laughs> yeah, that would. I would, would say be like license number one. License number one, which is underneath the Boulderado kind of like a little yeah. speakeasy type place and they have like live music most nights. Um, and then, or that can, that can get really fun. It's totally like speakeasy vibes and stuff. I actually ended yeah, up there at the end cool. of the night after my wedding. So that was really fun. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't but get let in, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. There's, and then there's, of course it's a college town. So there's, there's other places to do, but we're, we've, we've outgrown that. I would say that, um, category sometimes by this point <laughs> sometimes. most yeah. of the time <laughs> all right so then after after my after dinner cocktail i'm um wanting some some dessert uh, i really like ice cream so where, oh, where can i get ice cream Ooh, so there's oh. well there's i would say glacier but i don't think it's open that late is it no glacier? like a little stand i don't think so either so there's gelato boy which is really good on east pearl street um, they gelato, obviously, and then there's Lay Pops, which are super fun pops with all the popsicles. flavors. Yeah. yeah, but I think Glacier is the number one uh, ice cream place in Boulder, and I'll fight you if you say otherwise. <laughs> well, agreed, hands down. I'll, I'll okay. definitely. So you have to go there goes. in the midday instead. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's 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 a deal. That honestly sounds like a, a great. Uh, we we didn't quite get to twenty four hours, but that that's okay. I think it was time for bed anyway. Uh, get ready for my my flight the next <laughs> morning. Um, but that sounds like a good solid day in Boulder. So now I have a a little map to look at when I when I go there next, which is hopefully as soon as this. Yeah, let us know. We'll show ends. you around. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, we love giving people suggestions. It's our favorite thing. When yeah. people ask us, they're like, "Why bother you?" But you, like, you should, um, you should make a blog about that. Actually. And we're like, "Yeah, that's perfect." <laughs> we could. Um, so, you know, besides the mountains and mimosas TikTok and the mountain mimosas podcast, what else is next for you all? Anything uh, coming up that you're excited about? <laughs> well, we've definitely we're had just a, gonna a make focus. it through quarantine. Yeah, exactly. At this point, we're kind of putting things on hold and just kind of transitioning to figuring out how to, I don't know, basically still do what we do, but during the same time. So like doing things more at home and like the virtual wine tasting and like, you know, the meal boxes and things like that. Um, Once it's all over, we probably should, should figure out our next plan. We have, we, yeah, we have a few partnerships that were put on hold, obviously, and yeah, yeah, who true. knows for how long. So I think I, again, I'll go back to my point of just the creativity thing. I think it's really pushed everyone, including foodie, social media people, bloggers. I think it's pushed them out of their comfort zone too. And so maybe it's been a nice, um, a nice 
reason for people to to look inward and say like what's next for us and how can we do things a little differently and shift things up and stuff as opposed to just doing what we normally do so that's kind of where we're at right now just seeing how we can do things a little differently and and still give the people what they want which is tiktok obviously all right. <laughs> Morgan, I knew that you, uh, was coming. Yes. Thank thank you both so much for, for taking the time today. Yeah, thanks for having thanks us for again. Having it was really fun. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or maybe you know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us. 